am vegan. I am vegan. What's up, what's up, people? Welcome to another episode of I Am Negan, a TWD podcast, universe podcast. I am your host, Adam Villain. Yes, there are police sirens, so shit has gotten real where I'm at. Uh, I, yeah, as I said, I'm the host, Adam Ville. I'm joined tonight by with uh, Dana Abercrombie. What's up, Dana? Hello, everyone. And Richard Bailey Jr. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so this episode is for World Beyond, Season 1, Episode 6, Shadow Puppet. And uh, right off the bat, I'm pissed off. I'm just letting you know, I'm pissed off. I told the guys when I watched, I rage quit twice on this show. This <laughs> pissed me off. I mean, I, of all the years, over 10 years of watching this franchise on television, and they're like, all right, we've seen some good episodes, we've seen some bad stuff. We've never seen something this dumb. This was, a, a, every character just lost any dignity that they had, all the stuff that was written about their backstory of how smart they are, or, you know, uh, Felix, and he, we saw the, in the first episode where he was teaching the kids how to survive, some, throw that all out the window, they're all clueless, they're mindless idiots. This pissed me off. I, 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 oh my god, I can't believe how bad this episode is. This was the worst. When we see another episode, they're like, eh, yeah, yeah. This one, this takes the cake. I can't see how they could surpass this. And I, ugh, I'm just, ugh. See, I'm, all right, I got to calm down. I got to calm down. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. All right, so let's just get into it. Let's get into it. So this, uh, they start off, if you guys are all up to date, and hopefully you've already watched it. If not, there are going to be some spoilers here. But if you recall, there was a person out in the woods with the group. Iris went. She thought it was an empty. No, now we see. It's this nice, clean-cut-looking guy, all right, with his weapon pointed, saying, Hey, hey, you know, uh, what are you guys doing? And uh, a little back and forth, which is clueless. I, I just, again, it doesn't make sense. You know, and, and they confront him, and they're trying to calm him down. It's like, hey, we're okay, and they're trying to do the whole thing. And while in, in that whole little exchange, Felix comes up behind him, gives him a little dirty Harry comment. It's like, hey, you know, you're, you're not going to win this one, pretty much. He has a gun, you know, so he's going to shoot him. So he's like, all right, fine. He uh, Felix then tells Elton and Silas to go do a, a perimeter check to go check. Within a matter of seconds, yeah, he's by himself. You don't know that. You don't know that. But then Iris walks over and is like, oh, okay, you know, well, are you hungry? What the, what is this shit? What do you mean, are you hungry? You know, I, I, I couldn't, oh, my God, this, this, this whole thing, this whole episode and this whole part, this introduction to this character, you know, for him to then sit down with them in a campfire and tell them this elaborate story about one minute he's lying, saying that he was from uh, Wyoming and he was traveling on the highway during the winter. And then he just, he, he gave up. He started hearing all these um, empties. And, and in fact, I don't even think he used the word empties, but he definitely didn't use the bullshit word that we're going to get to later. You know, but he has been. No, he did. He say has been at that point. Has been. No, he, no, no. That came from yeah. the other. Later, that's what I'm saying. That later on, he, I, that's what I'm saying. He didn't use it. If he would have said has been, I would have been pissed off right at the beginning from that, too. But he didn't say that. So he then he says, you know what? That he got on top of the roof of a car. He laid down flat and just closed his eyes and was just waiting to die. I was like, all right, whatever. This is a sad story he wants to tell. But then he hears the, the footsteps 
and it just passes by and he wakes up he looks it's a bunch of bison ta-da he's okay they're not these has-beens or walkers or empties and then he goes and he talks about uh, going to florida and being in florida and, and all this stuff and that he was traveling with two guys and that they robbed him and and uh that's why he's out there alone and then Hope realizes, wait a minute, your story doesn't even add up. How do you get to Wyoming, to Florida, on foot? That, that doesn't even make... And they, no. And then she comes up with this other... Oh, well, no, I get it. They stole your car. Those people stole your car. You know, and then I was like, yeah, yeah, why are you lying? And then I was like, is this true? I'm like, really? This is what you jump on? You think that's the part? And they, why do they give him the benefit of doubt of any of this shit? And he said, just grab the guy, he had a weapon, tie his ass up, and interrogate him. No, that's not how they treat him. And then they're like, oh, all right. Then he's like, yeah, yeah, you know what, you're right, I am lying. I was uh, driving a truck full of fuel, and uh, these two guys, they stole it from me. We were going to go to some settlement and this whole thing, and I was sleeping, and I wake up, the, the, my keys are gone, and they, they robbed me, and now I'm going to go and get those keys back. That was the dumbest shit ever. Because if you've seen this episode, you've seen this guy. He's well-dressed. He's got a three-quarter coat on. I mean, he's he does not look like no fucking truck driver. you know. And he looks young. So all this doesn't add up. But it's like they're nodding their head like, okay, yeah, yeah, you know. And, you know, then, uh, oh, my God. Just that alone was enough. And I was like, I can't. I can't deal with this because it reminds me of like a WB <laughs> show. It's like, oh, we're going to throw all these pretty looking people at you and we're going to tell the, these crazy dark stories and have you sp- try to depict them in one way. But the, the character doesn't reflect that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If this guy should have been, if you even if you want to go a young guy, then make him a young, dirty, grizzly looking guy. It was like, yeah, you know, I, I was a truck driver, and it's I'm just ashamed that this happened to me, and I got rubbed. Just something. Give me. This character doesn't match. This could have been like a friend of someone from casting who was like, you know what, I got this friend of mine, and you know, he's a good-looking guy. I want to get him a job, you know. And, and Danny, you said you've seen this guy before, right, on Doom Patrol? So he's he's acted before on another. Topic. He's part of the cult in Doom Patrol. Okay, well, he needs to stay on that fucking cult. He needs to stay on that show and just get out of this because this is horrible casting. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the direction of this show. That's the other thing. I gave it the benefit of doubt through the halfway point, right, because there's only 10 episodes. We're on episode six. This is not what I was expecting. I was expecting that once they got across the Mississippi, it was going to get gritty. It was going to get real. It was going to hit us in the face of like, yeah, world beyond wake up call. No, they're all fucking clueless still. You know, and then even at this point, after he tells these bullshit stories, and then he's like, well, uh, if you guys help me, then and then I can help you guys out. And then Iris, she sort of slips out of the whole thing about her dad, and it's, it's like, ugh. And then Felix like, all right, well, then this is what we'll do. Because he says, oh, the two guys are at this abandoned town. So then they agree that they're going to go with him to this town to go try to get uh, the keys or get the, the truck back. You don't know any of this. Wait till Huck comes back. Come up with something. Let Huck, the person who actually served in the military, who's out scouting, let her come back and then properly interrogate this guy. None of this adds up. No one even questioned his appearance. It's like, you looked too well-kept for someone who says that you've had this grisly <laughs> life so far. It's the bullshit. It's the bullshit. And it's like the, the only person the only person that actually sees through it in a way but can't really put his finger on it is Silas. 
And all of a sudden, oh no, fucking, you know, Iris has been hit with Cupid's arrow and she's given the googly eyes the entire time. I'm like, whoa, why? Why did you focus on five episodes building up this this would-be relationship between Silas and Iris just to throw this guy in? And he doesn't even have to push the moves on it. He just sees how Iris is reacting to him. And so, poof, that's it. She's all in on this. I just, I couldn't, I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is is what they're giving us now? So before I even move on, this is all in the opening segment here. It's like still the main first scene that we have. Because, yeah, they opened up with a little montage of the puppets. and Forget that. I don't give a shit. Because that, (laughs) and I put that in my notes, that little scene with the puppets, that the shadow puppets, and then they they did the fade-in for World Beyond, that could be the little open montage for every episode. That could that perfect for that. That did yeah. nothing. None, nothing there really pertains to this episode. It just shows how things were beautiful, everyone was normal, and then all of a sudden the works came, and then people are on the move. World beyond, perfect. That should be the opening for every episode. That didn't really have anything exclusive just for this one, but this whole opening scene, the way we get introduced, we find out his name is Percy. And and it's like even that Percy Percy the truck driver oh come on who looks like he's from a a fucking nineteen eighties new wave band this is bullshit this is bullshit <laughs> and you find about near Mississippi you know oh whatever well, right, Rich Dana jump in I don't give a shit I'm pissed Just jump in what, what did you think of this introduction and and how they handled this whole thing all right uh, let's let's let Dana go first and then I'll I'll say what I want to say I'm less angry. <laughs> like I, you guys know that I rage quit like 13 minutes into it and then I watched it again and I had to like walk away I'm less angry though so for me the puppet montage was very lovely it kind of was very similar to we saw the trailer for Candyman the Nina DaCosta one that's coming out eventually we don't know when but it was the remake and they shed the puppets um so I really liked the montage. I really thought that, as you said, Adam, that should have been like the opening, just the opening credits in general mm-hmm. for the season. Um, it started right off with, you know, the mysterious guy in the woods. And my issue with this, as you stated, it was very WB. Or I kept saying that it reminded me of, the, you see Scream, you see like those teen movies where it's like, I'm the hot bad boy. You know, who's really deep and intellectual. And I'm telling you all these deep things with these deep words in order to entice you to come. It kind of reminded me of like a Charles Manson situation. Come to my compound and we can like. Charles Manson needed drugs to really help get his message over. You had to get them. Well, in in general, it was like that teenage, you know, I'm going to go and ride my motorcycle. He's the bad boy in town, but he's really caring deep inside. And you could see Iris was like oh that whole kind of situation kind of really kind of being swept away too which quick, was weird quick. it was very Be- weird it was a matter it was weird of minutes it was weird because she is more of the smarter one in the group yeah. Yeah. um you would say that hope is kind of she reacts more emotionally while iris is the one who rela- who reacts kind of intellectually where you could see her out thinking 
So like, you know, taking her time to really plan out and think something, maybe too much thinking as she had before. We all know that with the counselor and she really had to talk through those emotions. So to kind of see her just get swept up and whisk away in a matter of seconds by this bad boy with curly hair and, you know, with his nice coat and, and stuff. It was weird. And the story really didn't make sense. And as you recall, it wasn't Iris. It was Hope who was like, wait, this is not adding yeah. up. Yeah. She's like, this doesn't make sense. And, but Iris is just sitting there. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. She's like, yeah. Oh. And all of a sudden, yeah, we're going to get the, we're going to help you get your truck back. In a matter of like 10 seconds. But what bothered me the most is we all do something stupid and don't think about things when we're teenagers. You know, oh, look, it's that girl or oh, it's that guy. Yeah, I want to hang out with him. That, you know, regular things that teenagers do. My issue was Felix. Felix is the adult. Yeah. When you're an adult, you've kind of experienced these things already. So you have more of a more of a foresight. You can kind of put two and two together and something's not right, especially when it comes to this random strange teenager who just saunters and walks slowly, you know, and talks really deep, like, you know, intellectual and I, I mean, they, didn't, they didn't even tie him up. They didn't tie him they up. Didn't, they just let him they, sit there. No, he was feeding him. It, Felix walked off and he said, It was right, the I'm next gonna... scene. Oh, it was literally the next scene. Are you hungry? That kind of thing. And it was just Bullshit. weird to see. It was very CW. Um, which is not, it threw the show off because of just how the, the tonality of it was to end to all of a sudden it's like you know bow chicka wah wah um so it really it caused the actions to not make any sense and it just changed the entire mood of the story because we all had our own um what do you call it our own kind of theories of who we thought this man remember the previous one was the man across the water mm-hmm. How who we thought this was going to be, and say, you know, you thought it was good. And even in the description, it's like this person is going to give information that can help them overall. And we found out it was a truck. Yeah, I mean, before we get to Rich, real quick, just to finish off this scene, is that he tells them about the planes. Like, oh, there's only two guys over there, and I have this truck. It's got all this gas. And she was like, well, mm-hmm. the, the, the number game worked. There's two, there's six of We can do this. She's all in. Felix, that's when he actually does interject. Like, no, we're not doing this. It's like, no, no, we could help. This could help me get my dad. And so then she lets that slip out. It's like, oh man, what is going on with her? This is not the character we were introduced to. No. She was supposed to be the strong one. She was supposed to be the smart one. She had the guidance. She she was straight, level-headed. And right here, uh-huh. all that just went flushed out the toilet as if this guy just did a voodoo spell on her within minutes in the dark. <laughs> you know, this is all happening at night. This is not, not, not like over a few hours of them walking and talking. He had some time to, you know, put his game on her. None of that. He's literally talking to her still in a group with others. No one-on-one situation here to do anything personal. Oh, man. Right. It, it just was odd. All right, Rich. Yeah, so um, let me just say this. You know, I understand and I agree with everything that has been said so far. When that whole scene went down at the very beginning and you're introduced to this new character, I instantly thought to myself... What would Rick Grimes do in this situation? He would do this whole spiel about the three questions. Mm-hmm. How many walkers have you killed? How many people have you killed? Why? So right from the very beginning to see that they don't even question that tells me 
this is not The Walking Dead, no, obviously. No. It doesn't feel like it's in the same universe because, like Dana said, the Felix character, who is the oldest, he is the one that should have taken charge of that situation yeah. and would know exactly what you should say to somebody who is a stranger. But instead, you have uh, Iris over here falling head over heels for somebody she just met. Uh, and by the way, that is forced because... I'm pretty sure they're going to have this whole love triangle thing with Silas, and this will be what gets Silas angry and maybe turns against the group later. I mean, I, I, I can see that coming from a mile away. But um, I agree with everything that you both had. You both said, you know, the character, the making up all these BS things in the very beginning, telling his story, just the fact that he lied to them at the very beginning, that should have been the reason to say, okay, we can't trust this guy, so why should we even still be talking to him or even try to help him at that point in time? But again, for the, for the, for, for the sake of telling a story and for the matter of convenience, they decide, let's forget about all that. Let's just continue and dive further into this character and show you why we think he's interesting and what he has to offer the group, which I didn't get. And the one last point that I will make before we go back to you is at the end of the last episode, Huck went off to do recon. So for them to just up and leave and go with this other character and say, well, Huck can handle herself. We don't need to worry about her. That doesn't make any kind of sense. We didn't see her at all in this episode. So you're telling me as a viewer, oh, I shouldn't worry about this character because she can handle herself, even though they built up all this stuff with her talking about her past and all this other stuff. You would think they're going somewhere with that, but then when she doesn't show up at all in the episode, it's like, why should I care about that character now? So I, I think it was bad. I think it was very bad, bad direction for this particular episode. Obviously, as you and Dana alluded to, they want to appeal to the teen audience, the CW type of, type of audience, and uh, that is not The Walking Dead, so I, I don't really understand why they took that direction but uh it, it was not I, I was not a fan of of it at all oh man yeah it, it gets worse this episode gets worse <laughs> the next two parts of here of this episode we see them now they're on the move they're walking and elton takes a picture of something sees on the ground hope walks over and starts talking to him about everything he's like well what are you going to do with this manuscript he's like oh i'm going to share it with the world and all this stuff he's like oh i want to help you finish this I'm like, what the? Are you kidding? When are you going to tell him the truth? Is it now you're offering to help him with this damn thing? It's like, oh my God. So it, it, that that pissed me off. And then again, we get the googly, because then that's with those two. And then after that, we see with Iris walking with uh, next to um, Percy and asking if he knows any other cool tricks, you know, of things to do. So, what what is happening here? Because he was talking about how he can fix uh, Silas's boot, right? Something to that effect. And I think I missed off one part because I don't remember seeing what he wrote. What did uh, uh, Elton spray paint? I saw him spray paint something really quick. Yes, this was actually a very interesting and important part. He spray painted. Um, it was very similar to what we saw in in the other episode. It was, um, the end is the beginning. No, not with that. Yep. Yeah. That's what he spray painted? I don't know why, for some reason, in my feet, it wasn't looking right. It was, like, getting all distorted. Oh, so he, yeah, so he had spray painted that. But still, this whole thing, again, with Iris just being so, God, 
wowed by him. And he even said, he was like, well, it sounds like where you came from, you had everything good over there. And then Silas was like, well, not everything was good. And he just walks off. All right, well, yeah, pe- people didn't like you. We get it. You have a crazy backstory. But still, I just don't... She should... Iris should have sounded like, yeah, you don't look too shabby yourself, buddy. And it's like, look at you walking around like you just came out of the gap. Bullshit. Don't tell me. No one brings this shit up. This is why it's, it, it takes you out of the moment. All of this takes you out of the moment because these are real questions you or I would ask if we were in that situation. It's like, I'm telling you, if you haven't seen the episode, then watch it. But if you have seen the episode, I'm sure you're not in your head. Because when you look at him, the way he's dressed, the way he carries himself, this is not the truck driver that just wanders into the woods. This doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense. And it's like, why are you? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been living out here because of the two guys here to that before. It's like, that, that doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. And then for here to say, and after he starts talking to Iris about this whole thing and saying, oh, well, you had a good day. Well, you know, it's dangerous out here. You know, people can get killed out here. You know, life on the road. And they're talking all this stuff. It's like, all right, so are you basically threatening that you're going to lead him into a trap? Because that's the first thing that I popped in my head. I was like, he's leading them into a trap. They're going to get their heads chopped or whatever. The women are going to get raped. This show is going to get real brutal real quick because this is no different than when you hear these stories of a pretty girl on the side of the road. It's like, oh, help me, help me. And then you pull over to help and next you know some other men jump in the back seat. And that's what I was thinking they were doing with this guy. Because he's young, because he's clean cut, they use him as the bait. Hey, listen, go scout, see if you find anybody. Maybe they heard all the commotion with uh, the, the, going across the lake. We don't know. We don't know how he wandered over to that location because he didn't, like he said, he didn't have his backpack. He didn't have anything with him. We don't know how that whole thing happened, but he could have just explained some of it. But man, none of that. None of that. And it just pissed me off. He did state that he was in the woods. Uh, using the bathroom, and he no, heard no, all yeah, the noise. He in, but that's what I'm saying. He was in the wood taking a leap, but from where? You don't have a camp, so you're just wandering around. He was well, well. You know, it goes with that kind of I don't know, that kind of you know that hippie free love. You know, I'm just walking around and Mother Earth, yeah, and you know, apocalypse. Come on now. Yeah, that's I know. Unbelievable. That's what I'm and, saying. And also, really quickly, it was he did say the end of the world is our beginning. That's what he said, which if you want to play like conspiracy theorists in connection, is very similar to um, so the part of that beginning group of is the end, the end of the, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, so maybe, but you know what, we can't go too much into that because he doesn't, they never bring it up. Like they don't, they, they even said that they just come across, no, we'll get to that point, but when we meet the other character, we find out a little more detail and that this is just bullshit. Or, you know, it could be masquerading as something else. Maybe, maybe. All right, so real quick. So we get to this abandoned town. All right, that's what they said. We don't really see too much. But Felix takes a look, and he sees it was movement or something on the second story of what looks like a, a, a shopping center or was it a, a warehouse? But he sees something, so he says, take cover, and then all of a sudden a truck appears. The truck pulls over onto the side. Uh which Percy was like, yeah, this is it. These are the guys. We're going to get my stuff back. He got all these plans. You know, he was like, Dude, let's just go over there. Let's take the truck and then we can just go. Right. And they, some of the members, they're like, yeah, we can do this. Why not? They, they really don't have to interact with anyone there if they can just steal this truck. Because you know, he says he doesn't even need the keys. 
He says he can just hotwire. It's like, oh, and then Felix agrees to that idea. He tells the, the rest of the group, just stay here. Come on, we're going to make a, a little run for it. But everyone is so noisy. I don't know. Oh, it, it's broad daylight, and then they just run across. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm thinking too much. I'm expecting too much. But I would think at least have some somebody on set. Like, all right, can we have these characters try to sneak around instead of just running right out to the open area to get to this truck? But once they get over there, um, Felix provides cover. We see uh, Percy open up the driver's side, and then he goes, oh, no. Felix walks over. You see it, and you see this guy slumped over. And he's like, who do you know him? He's like, yeah, that's Tony. No question to see if he's dead or whatever. I don't, they they pick his body up. They carry him out of the truck. Tony was shot. Tony was shot because he was blood on his head. Yeah, there was blood, but they but but they didn't check him. And then aren't you supposed to turn right after that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that how this oh thing works? Yeah. It it yeah. Because remember when the old lady? Yeah. When she was sick, she turned right she away. Turned. This is what I'm saying. It was like. <laughs> That, that's why it was broken from the, the right from the beginning when they introduced this part because it's like okay so we see he got shot now you gotta give him the true death just to make sure he doesn't come back because we know what's gonna happen Felix knows what's gonna happen we saw him in the training he was shot in the head to be fair to right, just to play devil's fair. advocate All right, to be for fair. one second be because let's okay. not completely poop on this this was just a series of bad writing and we'll get to part. I have problems with Iris and her acting. The character plays Iris, but if you was to look at it, let's just play devil's advocate and not be like, Arr. it was poor writing. That it felt like for me, someone else wrote this compared to the other episodes. Like they just got like I don't know, like a random strike. So they just pick, hey, you kid, you're the intern. Give me a script. And it felt like it was out of place compared to the other episodes. But there were some bright spots. Kind of. There was? Yes, there was. If you look at... I know you guys... I'm really trying, okay? I'm trying to play devil's But, okay. So, if you look... Here's the... You could say this. Um... Getting to New York, because that's where they're going, is is going to be a very long and tedious task. The goal to get there, you know, to be quicker, would be for a truck. Well, and then so, even at, at this point, Percy doesn't know that they need to go to New York. They just said they need the truck to help their father. She, they kept saying the father. And the yeah. thing with Percy that I found really interesting, he never had any follow-up questions. He was just the guy who monologued. Yeah, yeah, he didn't care. To me, it it kind of either he didn't care or he already knew. And the way, I hate to say this, but a way to kind of get in close with the group would be to go through the girls to get their, what do you call it? Their, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to probably, to get their sympathy. To get their sympathy, you would go and go through the girls. Because if you was to go to Silas or Elton, he would have already been kicked out. Of the group. Now, you can also argue this. As we've seen in the very early beginnings, Iris and especially Iris, um, they couldn't kill a walker. They thought they could in their mind, and we saw how it failed miserably. Right? 
Mm-hmm. And for this one, they are so gun ho to travel and let's do something that would, you know, would be dangerous considering the circumstance of what it could be, especially when you don't really know this guy. And you can go back and say that, remember when Iris was speaking to the counselor? I want to be more courageous. I want to, you know, take chances because you, you can't have your life planned out or else you'll actually miss life. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of say that this is her growth in wanting to be more courageous. And that's why she was so gun ho. Let's do this. We can take this on. You know, this is an opportunity for her to do something that's not the same of what she would always be. She's not going to be that failure who kind of failed to kill that walker and the walker vomited on her. She is going to be out there and take charge type of situation. So you could view it as the turning point for these characters and their actions. With Felix, here's another thing. With Felix, really quickly, we didn't hear... Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's turn around. Let's go home now. Well, that you guys didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, we, 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 did, we did hear that. Yeah, he, he said, for this moment, it wasn't that. You saw how he took charge and was like, okay, let's go then. He didn't keep badgering them throughout the whole episode. He allowed them to go. So you could say in the devil advocate's way, this is to show everyone's growth. I don't trust... Percy worth two cents. I think he's being typecast because if you kind of seen Doom Patrol, you know, it's the same thing. Also, that whole hot teen boy, you could argue that this is a teen show. And <laughs> I guess in the realm of, well, because this is teenagers, you have to have that hot, mysterious, you know. Yep. The, so they're trying to say that, that if, if in- young teen girls are watching this show, this is how they would react, just like Iris, to this guy. Well, uh, well. well well, yes. Have you ever seen um, She's All That? Remember the nerdy girl who had glasses on, who was really serious? I don't date. You know, I'm focused. And then, you know, the, head, the, the guy came in and he was like, you're really beautiful. And she's like, oh. That kind of situation. <laughs> oh, well, he didn't even do that, though. That's the thing. He didn't put any moves on her. She he just, didn't. But it's just she the, just the gave into it and now it's it. All right, but we got a lot. We got a lot. There's more going on here. <laughs> okay. So real quick, and then I'll get Rich involved because then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this damn episode. So right after that, the two, Felix and Percy, carry this you know dead body out of the truck. They put him down on the side. Feel, uh, I, Percy goes inside to try to hotwire. He says, oh, no, the ignition, they bolted it down. I can't do anything here. Right? I have to go you know, inside and get the keys. He finds a weapon, which is the gun that was used. That doesn't make any sense anyway. Why would this guy shoot himself? Whatever. Doesn't matter. Because the stupid part is that when we take a look, we see the entire group just openly runs over in a group. You know how much noise that, that was making right there with their bags? You just hear all this clanking. Clink, 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 clink. Everyone running over. I could not believe that. It, Felix was pissed and I was pissed just watching this. Because I'm like, this is not how it's done. None of this makes sense. And he's like, what are you doing? I told you guys to stay back. And I'm like, no, we want to help. We want it's, 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 oh, it just pissed me off. And anyway, Percy was like, listen, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to go get the keys. And I have this weapon. This is it. And Hope, which surprised me, was like, yeah, I want to go help too. And then often I thought, if anything, they were going to be the opposite and it was going to be Iris. But nope, 
it says, all right, this is what's going to happen. All right, because Felix agreed that he was going to go with uh, Percy. So the plan is Percy and Felix go inside the building to go up to the second floor up there. Uh, uh, Hope and Elton go around back just in case the person tries to escape. And then Iris and uh, Silas, yeah, Iris and Silas stay with the bags right, and the truck. That is the plan. And we hear again, they keep playing this off like it's going to be a big factor, but it never is. And it's the storm. They keep mentioning, oh, a storm is coming. A storm is coming. It's like, okay. I don't think it's literal. I think that they're trying to be really metaphorical. I guess. But then it does start raining. you know. And maybe that's why they had to bring it up. Maybe while filming, it was just so happened bad luck that it was raining every time they were filming. So they have to acknowledge it. <laughs> because it doesn't play a, a major part like in fear last season when it happened there was a damn fucking tornado hurricane that broke out so the storm was coming and it was massive and it impacted the show and the characters but in this it doesn't really do much but they keep acknowledging it and i think it's maybe that maybe it's like hey we're filming this is happening we just have to acknowledge it because while we're filming it's everyone's gonna get wet this is just what's happening but this this plan here because when you talk about going back there was really quick where right before they had agreed where felix agrees to go with percy he was like let's just go back to the camp he doesn't mention why but we know why it's to pick up huck i mean how long huck didn't even say how long she was gonna go i was assuming she was only gonna go for a few hours and she was still gonna come back that night but she doesn't even come back that night. As you see, the, the walking broad daylight, like they stayed the night at the camp and they walked in the day. She never came back. No one even questions that. No one even wonders. What if she's hurt? What if these two men found her? You know, we. I mean, there's a lot more questions that could have come up. None of this comes up. But regardless, it doesn't matter. So here's the plan. So then real quick, we see that uh, they, they go wandering off. Well, Percy took off first and to, so felix is walking around and he's walking and he's like well he sees that there's only one door that that doesn't isn't boarded up everything else is boarded up so he just assumes well i guess he went through this way and then he goes in and there we go now he's in the building but th- this right here this whole interaction everything going on nothing feels right it doesn't it doesn't flow this doesn't make sense everything is happening too fast for no damn reason and I, I just I just could not get into it. And then even once before we get in further, there's one real quick scene just where once we, we see the placement where Felix is in, in the store, we see Hope and Elton are in the back. It cuts to Iris and Silas. And she's talking about how she wants to do more. She's tired of being scared and, and this whole thing. And then Silas so like, oh, you're taking jabs at me? Because of the whole, she's like, no, 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 not just about you. It's just about me, and and, and it's me, and everything that I'm going on here, and now what I want to do. She wants to do more to help, and he's like, well, if you go, I'm not going to stop you. And again, it's just too much. I don't. I, I, it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's the writing. I guess they don't know how they want to place the dialogue for these characters. They don't know how they want us to connect with these characters, because they're jumping all over the place with them. The way Iris was portrayed in earlier episodes is not the same Iris we see now. I think the only one who is pretty much consistent is Silas because he does have a dark past. He is still quiet. He hasn't changed so much, but Hope. And Ethan. And uh, and the boy. You mean Elton? Yeah, and Elton. Yeah, Elton. Elton. Is, yeah, Elton is still, you know, in his head. We know his story and we're supposed to feel sad for him. And, but then he's hanging out with the person who, who 
put his mom in. You know what I mean? So it's it, that's the other shit that we know is going to come up. And it, again, I'm just I'm not connected. Is what I'm trying to say. I, I'm not connected to any of these characters. I could give two shits if they were all just croaked and then we would get introduced to <laughs> I don't care about the dad. I don't care if they find the dad. I don't care what this guy's do with Elton, with his unlimited uh, uh, which were film to take his pictures that he seems to have. I don't care. Okay? I don't give a shit about the manuscript. Then he says he wants to give it and pass it along to oh, you want to pass it along to someone else so then they can say, wow, this was boring, and then chuck it. Come on now. No, none of the I don't connect with Felix. I don't we saw his little mini backstory. I don't give a shit. It doesn't do anything for me or the show because he does stupid things like this. He lets these kids run the show. The whole time he made it seem like he was in control. He was out to save them. Now he's letting them just run amok. You know, none of this... I don't connect with any of this. I don't care. At least with the other series, you care. You care about what's happening to the characters in Fear because we know more context of them and, and their backstories and, and their connections. And this, it's just dumb kids making dumb decisions and someone who, quote-unquote, is the leader following along. This whole thing pissed me off. What about you? This, up to this point, Rich, what did you think? I mean, I, I mean, pretty much, I... I mean, I was not a fan of this episode, the entire episode. You know, the, the, I've had issues with some of the episodes throughout the season. Uh, but I had a, certain ideas as to how certain things were going to play out. Like like last week, I said that I was very interested to see what was going to happen between uh, Elton and and uh, Hope. Because of the revelation that uh, we knew with uh, within a few minutes into the last episode. So I was curious how that was going to play out or how that was going to evolve. And I did see in this episode, they had a moment where she was going to, t- going to, t- going to confess. And then she decided she looked at Elton. They showed the puppy dog eyes of the character. Oh yeah. She a says, little later oh, on. Yeah. When it, when, and then she tells him, like, no, let's not talk anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, really? This is the perfect time to say that you killed his mom. This is it. This is the point where you're going to say, it's like, by the way, you know what? I got something to tell you. Your mom isn't alive. You know what I mean? Come on now. No one would do that. No one would do that. Yeah, no. Is this, this this is true. So um but I mean I mean pretty much in reg- regards to everything that you said, yeah, it, it didn't make sense. Uh I I would I, I would seriously like to question if this show wasn't in any way related to The Walking Dead, do you think people would care about the no. show? Because yeah. So no. that, that that answers the question. That the question. Yes. No, you this would be on either WB or I, Freeform, and, 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 and nobody would be watching. I, yeah. Nobody would be watching. I think they would. Remember iZombie? iZombie was not this silly, though. <laughs> this is just this is it's, it's, it's you know one what, it is? what sucks with this with iZombie. At least it was comedy and humor, and that was intentional. This this is not intentional. They're trying to make this seem serious. I mean, think about it. with the music and with the layout and with the intro, with the, the, the video scene with the shadow puppets. It's just sad and they're trying to just let us know. This is world beyond. This is after everything has really hit the fan and these are kids trying to figure things out. They're too trusting and they're too lost. 
And when you show the scene to the, for back to the first episode where Felix is in class teaching him self-defense, teaching him how to kill walkers, well, the empties, they're, they're being trained on this. So it's not like they're oblivious to the outside world. They know it's dangerous, and they make it seem like they were trained to handle the situation. No, they're not. And that's what bothers me, because that's not how I... I thought they were going to go with this show. I thought their whole point of this was like, hey, this is these, yeah, it's a story of these kids on this journey, but these kids are trained. They know what to expect. They know what's going on. And we're just going to see if they can pull it off. That's not what's happening here. They're, they're, they're literally running blind. They're running out there blind. They have no plans, no clue what's going on. They're just hoping for the best. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, hoping for the best. Hoping for the best, and then here we go. So then, uh, at this point, she Iris just leaves off. She she wants to, she she leaves Silas alone there. So she's now wandering around. We see her. She looks terrified. She has her makeshift weapon. She doesn't know which way is up. She's looking left and right. She goes around. She finds the entrance of the same warehouse where it looks like it's the same entrance of which way that the Felix and uh, and what's his name uh, Percy had had used. We get another cut real quick with Percy. I mean, with the with Felix, he's just wandering around in another part. It, it's weird. There was a lot of weird cuts with Felix in this episode where you're expecting something to happen and nothing happens. So it's like, what's the point of the scene? Because it would show him walking around and then that was it. It's like, all right, quick cut. We'll move on to someone else. It's like, oh, what are you doing? So then they would cut back to Iris. And then Iris walks around. We see the mannequin. She gets startled by it. It's just a mannequin. And then she bumps into Percy. And Percy's like, she's like, oh, where's Felix? He's like, oh, he's on the other side. And, all right, I'm thinking right here, that's a trap. That's bullshit. Because we didn't see them interact. We don't know that when Felix walked in, he didn't see Percy. And then when they did that quick cut to, to Felix walking around, he wasn't with Percy. So I'm like, oh, no, this is all bullshit. And she was like, so where are you going? He's like, I'm going about to go upstairs. She's like, all right, I'm coming with you. He's like, okay. I'm like, this is it. This is where this show is going to make a turn and it's going to get crazy. You know, and so once as they, they're walking up the stairs, right, it's real slow and quiet. And then they go to turn knob and we don't hear anything. And then he, he does the whole big like, ta-da, he opens up the door. Pretty loud. Pretty loud. Nothing. Right? We hear some noises, and this is the shit that pisses me off. This is it. <laughs> this really gets me. Really gets me. Is that we know what's in the other room. Like, just to say, at the, right before, and I sort of cut it because I was like, should I even mention? Nothing happened. But anyway, on their way going up the stairs, there was a, uh, an empty that was in the room. and just reached out a hand. Just went, Row! and I wrote down in my notes, the empty, the walker sleep? Did they, did they just wake up? Because those things, we could hear them for fucking half a block. So you're in your close quarters and all of a sudden you hear go, Rawr! like jump out like in a, in a haunted house. And then they don't really acknowledge it too much. They're like, oh, look, it's there. All right, let's just keep going up the stairs. Whatever. That pissed me off. <laughs> because they, you know what I'm talking about. And that's why I wasn't going to even mention I'm like, come on, this is bullshit. They, there was no threat. It was like just for a cheap jump scare for the viewers. But because of the characters, they weren't even scared by it. But again, it just brings back that whole idea. It's like, whenever we go into any of these scenes in any of the Walking Deads, whenever they walk in, you hear these things growling. They're just making noises. Hell, in this same whole segment, the same scene, we have Felix tracking down a growling noise, 
right? He keeps hearing it. And that's it. We just keep seeing. So I'm thinking there's going to be a big reveal when that happens, right? But anyway, on this end, though, all of a sudden, and it comes out and grips. And they're like, oh, wait, what was that? It was the hand coming out through a wall. Whatever. Let's just go up the stairs. What the hell? Bad cut, bad just reaction, just everything. Oh, just pisses me off. But anyway, we're upstairs now. And so it sounds like someone's in a tub. Someone's taking a bath. So he's like, shh, shh, be quiet. So then he sneaks around. So he's looking through. He's like, oh, look, he finds the keys. He's like, okay, come on, let's go. They're about to leave. He looks in another room. He's like, that's all my stuff. That's all my stuff. He's like, listen, here, here's here's the keys. Go find Felix. Get the truck. Get out. Right? He's like, I, I'll don't worry. I'll make it. Like, I'm just going to grab my stuff and take their stuff. You know? And Iris is like, wait, wait, are you sure about this? Are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. It's good. It's good. So then as soon as she goes down the stairs, I guess he closed the door because she didn't close the door. And I found that very suspicious right off the bat. I'm like, why would you close the door if you're going to leave? That doesn't make sense. So anyway... She goes down the stairs. Once she makes a little turn on the platform, you hear, hey, you, oh, no, gunshot. Right? She freaks out. She goes running down the stairs. Before I even go any further, we could just real quick, because it was this is a lot of little quick cutscenes. Everybody heard this gunshot. Silas heard it. He looks like he's about to run off to, to go help, but he, he's like, what the hell just happened? We see Hope and Iris, they heard it. And then Felix, who is still tracking down whatever growling noises that he hears, he hears a gunshot. But right here, this scene, what did you guys think? Did you think it was a setup? Do you think that Percy had good intentions? Rich, what did you get from this? Uh, I honestly did, 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 didn't really care when I heard that. You know, I thought it could have been a setup because, you know, again, they, they told us early in this episode that this guy is a liar. Mm-hmm. So I figured that, yeah, he probably is, is, is a setup, you know. And, and, of course, I knew that uh, Iris was going to go see what would happen because, again, uh, she has a crush on this guy or whatever. There's some type of infatuation with the guy, which is just very ridiculous to have that so immediate in one episode. But uh, it is what it is. But, yeah, I, I thought from the moment I heard that, yeah, he's probably, he's probably playing around with something because, again, they told me as a viewer, don't trust this character from the moment that I, that I met the character. So... <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Dana, did you trust them? Did you think that this was all on the up? Did you see a switch? Because for a moment there, I sort of saw a switch. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe this is legit. He handed the keys over, and he really does want to help. Maybe he's just one of those guys that just looks shady, but isn't too shady. What did you think? Oh, Dana. Well, there you go. Thank you. Oh, yeah. no. Overall, I thought that. Um, it was. I thought this was going to be the plot twist, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the plot twist. So it kind of like threw me off completely, because um, you know when you it's to me it felt like it was going to be a setup, and mm-hmm. it wasn't what I expected. Oh, you know when you enter in the house, remember how we saw the school, and that I felt like was a good setup for something to be. That kind of creepy factor with we don't know what's really going on that could provide for that kind of suspense thriller that we, we kind of needed from the episode because it was just, you know, sauntering and, and walking. So, you know, when you kind of saw the walkers things, the walkers or whatever what they call them, the empties, um, it didn't really feel impactful. It felt like one of those cheap haunted hill houses that you go to. Mm-hmm. And they sit up and it's like, oh, 
with the mummy in the corner. It, you know, so that wasn't impactful at all. The thing with the gunshot, I thought that we would have like another horde or something would come in. Or just with the gunshot in general, I kind of expected, you know, one of the kids to kill someone. Yeah. And we didn't get that at all. And Felix, I kind of felt was kind of purposeless. He didn't really do much, no, you know, like that Felix action. And when you have a bunch of teenagers, or kids that you're, and this is not just random kids. These are kids that he's connected to. He lived with the sisters, those two girls, you know, and it explained, you know, and then to me, it was kind of very lackadaisical in the response. And it, again, it kind of just felt really out of place. And coming off from what we saw with the school, it felt kind of cheap also. So even with the setup, when you see like the truck and the guy, you remember the, um, well, what was it, Silas? I'm getting there. Okay. All right, so you know what? Well, I just meant like up? the truck itself. You kind of mm-hmm. yeah, the figure it's going to be just a plot the, twist. The timing, that was the other thing. The truck, the timing of the guy just shooting himself just when they show up. But then, yeah, I'm getting to that. So there's another little quick cut to Silas. And then the, the, at this point, we see that the body in the back. Oh, uh, another reference to Saw. Dun, 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 and dun, dun, dun. the body just gets up. Oof. And at first, I was like, oh, see, he turned. He turned. No, he didn't turn. He just yeah. goes, he picks up all the bags, he's getting into the truck, you know? So I, I was, oh. and then we get back to Felix, and then at this point, with this whole thing with Felix, I'm like, they keep showing him, yeah, he killed an empty here and there in a little dressing room, but he keeps hearing another one off in the distance, and I was like, why are they doing this? Why are they putting him in this, like, this goose chase for us to watch, unless he's going to find Huck, and she turned. She's chained up and she turned. These guys are bad guys and they caught her and this is what they did. That's what I was that's what I was thinking in my mind. That's why they were doing this. No. That big reveal for him is just another damn empty. That was all it was. It was another empty, he put it out of his misery with a true death, and that's it. So then it cuts back to Iris. She's still on that platform like she was running down from the upstairs and then she's like, No, she said she was gonna help. She has to go help. Again, I'm not sure if this was smart. This is a dumb move. How? It, I guess they, maybe they, I, the only thing I can think of is there was a lot of dialogue that they cut out. There's probably a bunch of scenes where there was one-on-one moments where he really connected. Maybe he even touched her hand or who knows? Maybe he gave her a kiss or something. Something to really get her into this. Because, man, the fact that she's willing to risk her life with her makeshift weapon when she knows that there's a gun up there. Come on now. As soon as you open up that door, a bullet's going to fly right into your head. But she takes a chance anyway. She goes up. The door is still closed. She opens up the door. She doesn't see anything. She's like, hey, what's going on here? She doesn't see anything. She goes into the bathroom, and we see that there is an empty there, and the person's chained up. So the person's been there. But that's the other thing. It's loud growls. But in the scene before, all we heard was, like, water splashing. That doesn't make sense. We would have heard the water, because it was a completely silent room. We would have heard the water and the growling. The growling, because now she hears the growling with the splishing and the splashing. I, I hate that. I hate that they think we're dumb. And they, they pull something like this off. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you get it now. That's why. Because it, it was an empty chained up. It's like, shit, come on now. This is the second time you played with the audio on this. 
we you just we did this, you did this earlier with the one that was just right next to them that reached out to grab him, and, and, and no one heard that. And then now he's doing with this. So she realizes now something's not right. She runs over toward the window, and then when she looks out the window, what does she see? She sees Percy. He's jumping off some little scaffolds and over a dumpster because right off in the distance, the truck has pulled up. Silas is over there screaming, they took our stuff, they took our stuff. You know, Hope and, and, uh, and uh, what you call it, and, uh, and Elton are running after the truck because they see the truck passing them by, going through the, the back way alley there. So then Iris screams out, you know, Percy, and he just looks up and he's like, whatever, and he just keeps going. Uh, my God, so th this this doesn't, th this, if this was going to be the outcome, the only way something like this could have worked if this was the second episode with Percy. If we had a full episode where he had gained their trust and he was with them, then it would make more sense. This was just not, it was a matter of hours that she's so gaga over him and just bought into all his bullshit because she looks shocked like why would he do this why would he? come on you don't even know this man you don't know him it's just like a bullshit but anyway so she tries to you know play super spy she gets through the window she tries to climb through the whole thing and then rolls over and falls into one of those huge dumpsters that most of these big shopping centers have and then what does he do? He goes into the truck and then poof, the truck drives off. And then we see Felix show up and Iris and Hope and Silas. The whole gang is there, right? So they're trying to figure out what's going on. Iris is in the dumpster. We all knew what was going to happen here. We all knew what was going to happen because you see a bunch of garbage in there. And they were like, you okay? You okay? She's screaming for help. And then she was like, yeah, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden, we see all these empties start coming out. Again. We didn't hear any of that. It was silent. And are they doing that for the effect? For us? Or are they doing... You know what I mean? To, to get that, oh, no, I wonder if there's Walker. Oh, I hear them now. Or do they sleep? Just tell us if they sleep, damn it. Because she was in there. We would have heard them. We would have heard the moaning and stuff already. Once she fell in, she would have heard, oh, no, I'm not okay. There's empties in here. But no, she's like, oh, well, they seem to... And then, oh, there's one in the distance. There's one nearby. She's getting attacked by them. Felix like, don't worry about it. We'll get you out. We'll get you out. Where the hell did he get this tool to crack open that chain for the fencing? I don't know. You know, but he's over there. He's trying to pry that open. He eventually gets it open. Once he, he gets in, he's fighting with one of them. He kills one. There's another one on top of Iris. We see that one gets killed. And then who is it? It's Percy. How did that happen? We didn't hear the truck back up. That was a, a, a narrow uh, alleyway. And unless they backed all the way up quick, but the way the angle of the, the, that they showed us, it took off. It left that alleyway. That means it would have to circle back. They we've, Again, I'm playing off the audio. And, and I'm listening to I have a five-point went around sound. I didn't hear any truck sound in the background coming from the left to the right. Okay? So all of a sudden... He's there. He's like, I got you. Come on, let's go. And they get out. Once they get out of the dumpster area, you see the guy says, come on, there's more of them coming. More has-beens. bullshit is this? What is it? Can't we be consistent with it? Just say the dead. There's more dead. Nobody would come up with all these stupid empties and has-beens. You know, walkers, it took me, I'm not going to be, not going to lie. Even from the comic, when they were like, oh, they call them the walkers. 
ah, whatever. It, it was kind of hard. It's just the Walking Dead. It's just dead. Yeah. The dead are walking. You know? He's like, hey, there's more deadheads coming. You could have said that. But whatever. The has-been bullshit. Whatever. So he says, come on, we got to go. They all jump into the back. And at that point, we see a shitload of them. There's a whole mob of them coming. It's raining now. And the one cool scene out of this whole segment here is that we see that nice front shot. And there's a... Uh, an empty lane across the road and the truck just runs right over his head a nice squish down go you know <laughs> that was cool and then it drives off so there we go what did you think of this the, the the whole segment here with the percy running away coming back to save the day again now at this point if this was to happen earlier let's say in the previous scene before he double crosses then I could, ex- this sort of would explain why she's so gaga over him. He's my hero. He saved my life. You know what I mean? But no, that this happened after the fact. She was already into him then. Man, she's going to drop now for this guy. He just saved her life. You know, how did he get in there so fast? I don't think he hopped over the, the side of the fencing because you saw Felix was struggling just to get in there. So I don't know how he got in. They don't explain that. Don't know. He didn't look like he knew parkour or anything. Wait, you got you knew how, Rich? No, 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 oh no, no, no. I, 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 I just gonna make a comment. You let me know when you were. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I, I, I just go on my rant. But, but they, they, at this point, yeah, go ahead, jump in. So let me let me just say this. Uh, everything you said, right on the money. I agree with. Uh, I uh, definitely think that they should have had another episode after you flesh out this character a little bit more, and then you build up this whole thing of okay, now he can trust them and they trust him, vice versa. But instead, because this is a 10-episode season, they feel the need to rush certain stuff, which I feel they did with this episode in this character. Now, the point that I wanted to make is the whole thing with Iris falling into the dumpster and then all of a sudden now, well, I well I no longer remember how to defend myself against these, uh, these uh, empties, so I'm just going to stay here and worry about this. Or oh, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation. When she still had the spear weapon right next to her. So easily, you could have tried to do something. But, but the point, that the, the issue that I have with, 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 with this show, and, and that this is a perfect example here. I feel like when the characters make dumb decisions, uh, they have no consequences for them whatsoever. And again, we go back to the beginning of this episode, they decided to just trust this complete stranger, and nothing ha- bad happens. Of course, they they get into this situation. She gets into this situation where she's in the dumpster, but nothing happens. Nobody gets killed. Everybody gets free, and and that's it. They move on about their life as if nothing happened. And I feel that is completely unrealistic because in the real world, somebody's either going to get killed or something's going to happen that leaves a lasting impact. In this case, nothing happened. And then as by the end of the episode, everybody is all happy-go-lucky. You know, that's a bunch of BS. Because in the real world, that's not what would happen. So that is definitely one my, my biggest issue with the show, this scene, in particular how they handle this episode. Because when somebody does make a turn, it should have a much more severe consequences. But again, they decide to bring in this new character, Percy, and then rush the whole interaction with the group, where all of a sudden now he's with the group in the same episode that he was already against him at the very beginning. So I, I didn't like that at all. But that's what I wanted to say. Dana, what did you think of this whole thing? 
You don't ever seen teen comedies. I don't want to see a teen comedy <laughs> in a Walking Dead series. This is not what I want. It's about it teenagers. I, I don't give a shit. It is about teenagers. Do, yeah, if you, you take te- the bad boy quality of the guy, you know, and he betrays them but comes back to save the day, that actually is how you gain, and I'm talking in stereotypes, it's an antiquated stereotype. But that usually means that's how you build a girl's trust. Oh, you could have had the opportunity to leave, but you came back. You must really like me. Antiquated. But that is how, if you watch the teen dramas of like the 90s or even the 80s, that's how it always is. So you, you, the girl falls for the bad guy. The bad guy like betrays or does something but comes back, saves the day. And you see how much you know you can trust him now. That I feel, if, now let's be positive, that's how you can set this up. That's how Percy is able to infiltrate this group even more through the girls by gaining the trust. And therefore, he can siphon whatever information that's needed. Because I don't trust Percy. Percy is someone who just randomly came up out of the blue. I don't believe that he was just taking a pee in the woods and just happened to be near them. Um, I don't believe that, you know, he's just this random drifter. I believe that he is someone that you just don't trust, that he is has a purpose, that he is trying to infiltrate this group so he can travel with them and pass the information along to whomever that may be. We can even argue maybe he's Elizabeth's son. Well, we're, we're going to we get it. We'll get into a little more. In fact, why not? Let's jump in. Because some of the things you bring up about his past and, and his motives comes up right now in the next scene. Because once they escape, we see they're pulled over somewhere. We find out that he's actually related. Percy is related to this guy. His name is Tony DeMonto, master illusionist from Las Vegas. Ta-da! He is the uncle of Percy. And this is just what they do. And Hope is like, what do you mean? What do you do? You're, you're con men? And he's like, well, you know, we get what we need, you know, without hurting people. Not considering that you just stole all their supplies. If they have no food and they don't have their supplies, you're pretty much leaving them for dead. So this, that really pissed me off with the way he just delivered that line. I was like, oh, well, we, we're not hurting anybody. Maybe not physically. But when you're taking everyone's supplies, then, yeah, you're hurting them. So that was bullshit. But yeah, we're hearing this whole thing, we, this introduction of the uncle and how he, this is their scam. This is what they do. They run these scams and this is how they gain their goods. Really bullshit. And later on, we'll find out in a second how they get the truck. But anyway, when he's explaining this whole situation here, I did, and of course, Percy has to give a sad story. Look, like, oh, well, my mom, you know, she ran out of me. She left me and you know, my, my uncle raised me. And so this is it. It's like, I don't give a shit. Tired of the sad stories, tired of all the bullshit, no sympathy, you did some fucked up shit, and you still look clean. He still looks clean, that you're pissing me off every time they pan to him, and I see his jacket and everything looks flawless. Bullshit. You know, so then Iris, she gets pissed off. What? No, continue. Teen dramas. Again, I don't want a teen drama in this. If that's what this is, then it's getting downvoted for me. Because that's not what I wanted from this. I wanted teens in it, but I don't need the drama bullshit. Because that's that's a trope. So anyway, so Iris is like, oh, wow. So maybe you should get a medal for your your efforts and, and how you pulled this off. And she wanders off. At this 
point, I was thinking, this is when Silas walks over and says, hey, I told you so. And I told you, I, I didn't feel something wrong. But no, who walks over and sits next to her off in the distance? Fucking Percy. Silas is out of the picture. That is it. He is done. If you want to go with teen drama and all that stuff, he has been kicked to the curb. This man has saw the opening, Percy. He saw this opening, and he is running with it. Because he sits down and You've he never says, seen Tintin? Listen, listen, wait, wait, wait. So he sits down and he tells her that he's sorry. And he says, you know, she was like, you know, I thought I had better judgment of people. And he's like, no, you did. You, you did good. I mean, out of all the... He said they did this scam a dozen times of stealing things from people here. And this was the first time somebody actually came back to try to save him. So then that means that she saw some good in him. And so he wants to to have that that good portray out. He wants to be that person, you know, and gives her the smile and the whole thing. And then he gets and walks up, and then she looks confused and starts staring at him like, "Oh, well, maybe, oh, maybe he is good," because then she talks, she tells the, the hope even after that. She's like, "Well, well, you know, I want to know if it's really him or if he's tricking me." And it's like, "Shit, you make it seem like you guys were dating." And you're not sure if when he says he got, he's at work, if he's at some other chick's house. This is too much. It's too much. It's too heavy with this bullshit teen drama. Too quick. I agree with Rich. Rich said that maybe there was a lot that was cut out because it is only 10 episodes. And they were trying to just squeeze this story in. But you know what? This story wasn't needed. This story wasn't mm-hmm. needed. And if this is the way this whole series is going to pan out, it's going to bomb. It is going to bomb because, yes, there's only a few more episodes here. We're still at four because it's ten. And then we have another ten episodes for the next season, which who knows when that will be filmed and, and done. But you know what? It might not even get to that. Might not, I don't know if they already started filming, but who knows? I don't know the ratings for this, but I've seen the comments. I've seen on the message boards. No one is liking this shit. This is not the Walking Dead that people wanted, that at least not the experience. People wanted something more. Hell, you know what's more gritty than this shit? Fucking Stranger Things. And that, those kids are even younger. And they're dealing yeah. with more grittiness than this shit. Okay? And that's what people wanted. That's the first thing people were comparing it to. It was like, oh, this is Walking Dead with their Stranger Things. This is, they're going to follow no, that footsteps. No, they're not. You, like you said, Dina, they're following a teen drama bullshit. You know, they're, they're, they're doing the 100. And then those times, but WB, oh, come on now. No. It, 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 maybe they're doing this because they're trying to pull in a new audience. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Like, hey, if we do this, we'll, we'll get a younger crowd. And, you know, I mean, this is why all these sitcoms and other shows always introduce kids because they try to lure in other kids and, and teens and stuff. Maybe that's what they were trying to do, but this is the wrong approach. This is the wrong approach because at the same time, you're alienating the original core fans because the core fans don't want to see this shit. This is not what Walking Dead was built on, and this is not the direction it should be going. It should have been still very serious, scary, but serious. And, for example, what honestly, I'll do real quick. I don't want to go on a soapbox, but real quick. I thought this was going to be sort of like The Last of Us. I really thought we were going to see like an Ellie-type situation with these characters. That this is a harsh world. They are young teens. And uh, they were going to be freaking out. But they were going to man up because they were trained. And they were going to put their skills to the test. They're leaving a place, hell, called a university, damn it. You've been trained. 
come on now. You leave university when you have your skills to enter the real world to get a job and to do things. That's the way I thought this was being pitched. And that's the way I thought they were selling it in episode one, that they were all properly trained. Even when they kept doing those quick flashback cutscenes of Felix training them, I'm like, this is it. Yes, that's why they showed no fear when they saw the first empty. We're going to see. Yeah, they're young kids, but they're badasses. They know what they're doing. You know, Elton talked about how he knows was a kung fu karate. We haven't seen any of that shit put into effect here. You know, but whatever. We're not seeing any of that come to pass. They just look like dumb lost kids that just don't know what the hell they're doing. It's just bullshit. So anyway, now we see this whole scene here. And I mean, I don't it, it, before I even go further, anybody want to say anything about this scene? Yes. All right, go ahead, Dan. So you ever seen the teen drama, oh, ten things I hate about you? <laughs> okay. So no, again with this, um, the the show, I feel. Hmm. This is what we know with the guy. We don't know anything about him. The girls are automatically in love. We do get the the new character who's supposed to be the uncle. I am untrustworthy of people. I don't believe that he is the uncle. I believe he may just be somebody that you tag along with. Fine. My issue is also this. This is the whole big con thing. And, you know, like we're going to con you in order to get you, 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 you to give us your supplies. The issue that I have with this is what's the first thing that... um. Miss Iris says out of her mouth when she can, when she's feeding him, maybe we can give him some of our supplies. That was early on in that part, actually, when Felix was in. Everybody was, he was like, hey, to get just, rid of him. Yeah, he was like, Elsa said, why don't we just give him some supplies and send him on his way? But yeah, <laughs> Iris wasn't going to have that. This is it. She found the guy she likes and she wants to keep him. So, again, the it, it's kind of like, oh, we're the con artist, but am, are you really conning me if I'm willing to give you something that you technically didn't even ask for? So that right there is an issue that I had with that. Um, I do find that the guy, we kind of saw him do the magic trick situation, hopeful, wishful thinking. Um, hopeful, wishful, wishful thinking is that, you know, he is able to use that ability to maybe either oh well something but we knew we know that the guy is there and you know two guys are better than one guy when it's going to come to this group i think the only problem is we don't have huck huck is still she's just gone we don't is so sad um so right there that was kind of weird. Then when you was talking about, um, what was it? Silas being curbed. Silas is a very quiet person. And he's been very quiet since we've met him. But I also view him to be someone who's observant. Wishful thinking. He is someone who is planning, you know, 10 steps ahead. And by observing Percy, he is finding out a way to outsmart Percy. I think and yeah, like, you can kind of say that like what you said before we think he's gonna be the circle. I hope we, they just all wake up and like, where's Percy? I took care of him, and you just see his neck snapped off or some shit. And that's what I'm hoping for. And it's like, what the hell did you do? It's like I saw him as a threat, and that's how I handled it. Right. So this is how I do hope that they're introducing because they did kind of show he's the violent one. So maybe there, there, that something will happen with that. I still don't, also don't trust Elton because to me he looks like he's a little, little killer as well. So my thing is, 
I'm relying heavily on the guys, not Felix, the two boys, to kind of figure this whole thing out. Now, you were saying that the relationship between Iris and, what was it, Felix, not Felix, Ugh, oh. that was the wrong one. Um, wait, wait, no, wait, not, wait, not wait, Hope, wait, wait, wait. The, the guy, the the. The the Silas, sorry. Yeah, so remember, there was kind of like that maybe budding little yeah, relationship well, they kept with, with at that for um, the past five, thing? Seasons, five episodes. Right. So in this, you know, I don't really see it that way. As in, like, you know, I'm deeply in love with you, kind of situation. I just see him as finally getting close to someone because after the after killing his grand. What was it? Grandparents? No, no, we don't know that. He didn't have that connection. It sounds like it was just his dad. We don't know, but after meeting someone. He said that you you think I killed my dad, so so I think it's just a father. Oh, the die. So after beating the dad, you know, he's been isolated. No one is really talking to him at the school. They just kind of give him that stare. And no one is, you know, even his family is not really welcoming to him anymore. So I don't really view it as in like a romantic relationship as in I'm in love, but more like you're actually talking to me. You're you're accepting me for as who I am. That kind of that's, situation. Uh, whatever. Whatever. I it, nope. But uh, all right, that's your you can see it that way. You can no no, fine. You can see it that way. I, I don't see too much into that with the stuff. But real quick. We'll, we'll just go real quick with the, the uncle. You sort of hinted on him what happened there where he's doing the, the old school you know, Washington Square Park trick with the, the, the ball and cup and showing that he knows tricks. And he told him, he's like, yeah, I can do illusions. I also am a ventriloquist. I know how to throw my voice. And that actually helped out in a bunch of different ways. So I'm sure that'll come up again later on. You know, the man knows how to do a bunch of things. Then we see Hope, and she's talking to Elton, and she tells Elton, hey, she wants to read the manuscript, Mom's manuscript. He says, all right, he's cool. He hands it over to her. And the first thing she does is he just screams all the way to the back. I was like, um, you're reading it the wrong way. This isn't a manga. But it's because she wants to look at the picture of the mom and just stare at it. And I'm like, this is really pissing me off. Just say it. Just come out and say it. I was like, listen, I had an incident with your mom. She took out my mom and uh, this, you know, but I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what she's doing here because she's like, oh, I want to read it. I want to help you with it. All this stuff to get to know the mom, because that one of the other things that he mentioned, it had mentioned earlier when he was talking about the manuscript is that he also met with Leo, with uh, Hope and Iris's father, and that he also read the manuscript and told he was the motivation telling Elton to finish it. So again, here it is. We got this, the professor, Leo, and he's really interacting with all these characters. He's got, everybody seems to have a backstory connected to him, except Silas. Silas has a little backstory with Felix, but we haven't heard if he had any real interactions with uh, Leo. You know, but then there goes that. So now we see that she is in control of the manuscript and I don't know where that's going to go and what's going to happen when she, even if she does, tell him. Who knows? This might not even be a big reveal in this season. We may not know. Not until the next season. Yeah, but whatever. Right? Now, the next part of this scene, we're coming close to the end. And this is, oh, man, this shit also got to me. And we see that the, uh, Tony, which is uh, the uncle, he's over there working on the truck. Felix walks over to him and says he wants to talk to him about some things. And then, of course, first thing Tony's like, ah, I see what I know what it is. You want the truck, but we know where to get the fuel. I see where this is going. This is this and that. And he was like, what I want to know is what's that symbol on your arm? 
right? And on the jacket, that's for the the Civic Republic, right? That's the Civic Republic symbol. And he was like, "Oh, that's that's uh, my my group badge at the university." He was like, "Oh, you can't bullshit a bullshitter, especially one from Vegas." And he walks around to the side of the truck, and he had something stuck on the side. He peels it off. Sure enough, we see that that was a Civic Republic uh, truck. That was one of their trucks. And he didn't say if he killed the guy for it, but he said, hey, found the driver. He was dead. And in his pocket, he had uh, uh, locations for refueling. So I know where we can get the fuel. He says, but, you know, I, the, and, uh, but we have ways of dealing with people. Or he says there was a certain word. It wasn't ways. It was like uh, he has this routine. That's what he says. He says. I have my own routine. So maybe he does a little song and dance or whatever. Who knows? He does something to bypass which I'm assuming he means checkpoints. They come across checkpoints somewhere. And Felix makes a comment, well, you didn't bypass us. Come on now. And he even said, he's like, you're a ragtag group of people with homemade weapons. These guys over here are fully armed. They have helicopters flying all over the place. And they don't have good intentions. So I, I already see what's going on here. So let's just work things out. I have a feeling that badge can get us out of jams, pretty much is what he was saying. He's like, can it? And he was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, good. So you'll get us to where we got to go for the, 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 well, pick up your friend. This is the only time he mentioned talk. And it's funny because it's not even Felix that mentioned talk. It's Tony. He said, we'll pick up your friend and then we'll head out, get the fuel and everything. And then since my nephew already made the agreement, we'll take you guys wherever you need to go. Again, this brings back to what you, I think it was Rich that brought this up. Or maybe, Danny, you brought this up where... Whenever, yeah, I think it was Danny, you mentioned up where Percy's just monologuing. He's not really listening or responding. He's just whatever. And hear it again. If you're the driver, meaning Tony, wouldn't you want to know where the hell they're going? Hey, by the way, how far are we driving? New York? Nope, I don't think so. Come on now. That's yeah, too far. But no, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, God, just, just get us there. And I have a feeling they're going to pull another con on them. They just, he just realized that instead of just dumping these kids off, he sees that there's something he can obtain by the fact that the guy has the badge. But maybe he thinks if they were to kill him, because maybe that's it. Maybe they don't know, Tony, he doesn't know if the Civic Republic know Felix. Maybe he's part of the group, so he can't just take the jacket off of him. Because if he did, then they'd be noticed, hey, 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 I don't know you. I mean, why didn't he just take that jacket off of the dead soldier that he found in the truck? Because from what we've seen, every time we see one of those those members, they're always wearing the badge, the logo. They're never just in plain clothes. But whatever, to keep the story going, he needs him. It's it's one of those things. I need you to help me get through this stuff. We're going to get the checkpoint. We're going to get the fuel. And after we pick up your friend, and then we'll go wherever you need to go. So, I don't know. Rich, did you believe any of this shit? Does this make sense to you? This this new plan, this this the, the the whole dialogue going on with Tony and his agenda to help them out for fuel. No, none of it does, because again, when they introduced Percy, they told me you shouldn't trust this character. So therefore, anyone that is a, a close proximity to Percy, I'm also not going to trust. So no, I don't believe any of that will happen. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. What actually happens next week. <laughs> right? There we go. Dana, I'm going to bring you in because I want you to do the post-credits. Because you're, you're, you're pretty good at always figuring out and seeing your own. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next scene, right right after that moment, they have a little discussion. Tony gets wide-eyed and says, all right, so tonight we're going to have some entertainment. 
So then you see the group, they're all gathered around. They're just sitting there talking. Silas still doesn't feel right. He still thinks something's going on with all of this. He doesn't trust these people. Uh, this is where Iris, again, starts telling Hope the whole thing about, oh, I want to trust him. I don't know what to think. It's like, again, wake the fuck up. I'm surprised Hope isn't saying like, but, but, do you say it's a teen drama, teen drama. You know, your sister or even your best friend, like, are you into this guy? Do you, is there something else going on here? Are you are you falling for him? She doesn't even mention that. This would be the, the, the point to mention it. So anyway, we see they turn on the radio. And this is for the callback to the title of the episode. Shadow Puppets. And that's what we see. It's a Shadow Puppet show. And this reverts all the way back to the beginning of the episode where we saw it. And it's a, it's a beautiful little Shadow Puppet uh, performance. We see a happy family, a dog, a kite. It, we see all that stuff going on. And then all of a sudden, we see the walkers. They come out of the ground. Or the empties here. They come out of the ground. They start chasing them, doing the whole thing. And then you see the caravan, all the cars driving off. But... A flower grows, implying they find somewhere safe. Everything seems to be cool. You see the family. They have the kids. Everything is happy. And that's basically showing promise. That, hey, there could be happiness somewhere else. And maybe this is another way of uh, Percy and, and uh, Tony trying to explain, like, hey, we're not that bad. This is what we're looking forward to. We're hoping to get to this point. Right, and that's it. That's where it goes. We see a Kool Aid smile on the kids' faces. Hope and Iris—they're holding hands. They're like, "Yeah, that's what we want." I really hope they don't get that, you know. And not to be dark or anything, but it's just—it's too soon. It's too soon, and we know it's not going to happen that soon. We definitely not. So then, there goes that. So real quick, um, I'm just going to see if there's anything else that I missed in this part because it really wasn't too much. There really wasn't too much. That was it. All right. And then we go straight into the post credits. So, Dana, go ahead. Post credits. A lot happened here. You're, you're really good. You got a, a good idea. Okay. So, post credits, it kind of seemed like we we're in the same facility of where the, the CRM is when we saw the walkers. This, however, was in a different room. Um, this was more like an underground some like an underground bunker where you're in an office but it's very cold it's very dark you know they did a really great job you can complain a lot about the walking dead world beyond but i think the cinematography is on point um so we're in this room we see the same photograph of dr leo and the colleagues and will you know everybody's in that photo with the, the doctors um there's a woman and his place her on name the desk. is that was the thing I, I noticed it, that it was propped up on the desk as if it's like that's his desk yes. where he was sitting at maybe that's where he was working maybe that's his desk or i or maybe she is some kind of relation to him i don't know but um, she was at the desk. There was the photograph. She has her papers all spread out, you know, like a regular office thing. The phone rings. And she is on the phone. And it seems that um, she knows. She was basically saying, yes, he won't be a problem. He, meaning Dr. Bennett, Leo Bennett, the father. He won't be a problem. Um, we know, like kind of like. Basically, just simply implying that they know that Hope and Iris are on their way. And Dr. Bennett and Will won't be a problem anymore. And, and she says that, Lieutenant Colonel, you know, so we know she's talking to Elizabeth. 
And yes, so this is what I was also saying. Elizabeth is not dumb. She knows she knew those kids was going. Remember, we saw in the previous episode when it was killing the the walkers that was playing it blue. She knows that they've left. She was looking for them, and I again just reverts back to I'm randomly meeting a man in the woods. Either you're here to kill me, or you're part of the CRM. So it kind of just basically implied we have the girls. We know what's going on. Don't worry. We're going to bring them back to the facility, not because we make them safe or anything, but in order to get Will and Leo under control. Because remember, Will and Leo, they're sending out, well, at least Leo is sending out messages saying that something's not right. We saw with the previous episode that they're doing the, um, they're trying to find, they're doing experiments on what would either would have been the staff that does not comply with what they're doing. Um, also, that was very interesting. She was reading a menu, a, a, a menu. The manuscript. Oh God, she yeah. was reading the manuscript, and no, 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 not the manuscript. Was, this was like a more so, like the the research paper. All right, so it, this it was, was like a journal his, research yeah, paper. Right, right. It's a research paper. We're talking about yeah, like, like a medical journal. Mm-hmm. With the with the book, it was like a research journal, you know, that you would get your nice big scientists and you have your published work, and on it, it was basically saying immunity. They were looking for different ways to kind of create an immunity to for turning into the zombie or turning them right back into normal, and which we kind of saw when we was at the previous episodes with all of the different zombies, and they was running different tests. So it kind of seemed that you know this is. Yeah, to, to this is something that they're they're trying to work on. This also, if you kind of pay attention, reverts back to Walking Dead regular. Where remember when Rick Grimes and there was that dead girl, and it was see if they was are you A or B? I think that this ties in. Mm, could be, could be. To to that whole situation because that's one thing that we know. Rick Grimes may not be in the show, but we do know that it ties. Mm-hmm. Um, so. To me, this would just, you know, this uh, was another important scene um, as opposed to the CRM and the, in the situations with the truck. Right then and there, I would have known that something was either wrong. I would have known that, one, you stole the CRM truck and they're going to probably look for the truck because it's part of their property. And as they explain and as we've seen, they're relentless when they want something back. Right? Mm-hmm. So if I see you with this truck, it may have been stolen. I would think I'm not going to I'm not going to I don't feel comfortable in this situation with this truck because I know what this group is and what they're about. So that right there was another moment where it was kind of really questionable. And if you see somebody with the. Yeah. So then right in closing, though, that, that room right across from her that she's observing, we hear that there's some empties in there. And I was thinking it was the empties. So that she's probably watching them because maybe there is some kind of vaccine or something that they're injecting them with to see if they can turn them back. I don't see how that would work because at some point you get your body gets so decomposed. How can you reanimate? And but on a positive side, you know, not like a defib where you're just a shock and you bring them back. So I don't see how this works. If anything, it would be more of like similar to what we have with polio. We don't have a cure for polio, but we have preventive measures, and that's where we get our polio shots, right? We, we don't catch it. So maybe that's something that they're working on, but then why would you have already converted empties 
in a room. What are you waiting for? You know what I mean? It's not like they're just automatically going to get better. They're done. They've they've hit the turning point. So I, I that's where I just wasn't sure. And when he's when she was saying maybe she, that they took care of that issue or whatever wasn't going to be an issue because he she's expecting people. I was thinking, oh, there's that's Huck's role, right? Huck is that's why she went running off, saying, oh, I'm just going to go and, and search, do some recon. Maybe this is more of like, all right, now let me let them know that we made it. Maybe that whole story that Huck said in the last episode about with the broken arm and these people violating her and all, maybe it was all bullshit. Maybe that other group did find her and it was a CRM and they were like, hey, we're going to help you if you help us. We're going to fix you up. We're going to send you off to the university. You're going to be our spy. You're going to fill us in on everything. And then once you get to a certain point, you come back and report. But because they don't have cell phones or anything, report means... You have to come to one of our locations. We know there's locations nearby because Tony said it. He said we see them all the time around here. So if they're all if they're constantly hanging in that area, that means that there must be some kind of base that they have a headquarters, and that's probably where Huck went in, and that's probably where they're getting all the information. And that it, that everything adds up because the timing doesn't add up. The fact that Hulk just wandered off and she didn't tell them, I'll be back in a certain amount of time. They could be sitting there fucking two, three days. How long did Felix plan on waiting for her, for, for Hulk to come back? We don't know. That's a, a loophole in the story. All we know now is watch next episode. They're going to go back and they're going to find her. And it's, oh, oh, I hear some muffling. We're going to go back and find her, and then it's going to be case closed, and then we'll move on from there. But, Rich, anything that you want to say about the ending, the, the end post-credits? Uh, no, I think that was good analysis, uh, but, frankly, I just did not care about this episode. Once I saw how everything else played out, I, I really don't care what happened in the episode. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next episode, but I, I just... They can't make me care about the end credit scene when everything else was just horribly done, in my personal opinion. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. This this gets two thumbs down for me. This episode. Uh, I'm not going to pull on the whole thing because up to this point, I was still giving it the benefit of the doubt. I was like, all right, we're hitting a turning point. They made it across the Mississippi. Things are going to get crazy, right? This is it. This has to be a turning point. And if this is the direction they're going, I'm not thrilled at all. This is not what I wanted from this. I'm pretty sure a lot of fans of the series, of the franchise, did not want this. This is not what they were told it was going to be. Because if it is a teen drama WB special, then no. This is no. This is, this, there's no place for something like this in Walking Dead. I don't care about any of these characters at this point. I thought I would, and I don't. They intrigued me with Silas and with Elton, but then they really did the quick reveal with the whole Elton thing with the mom and connected with Hope. It's like, oh, oh, oh. And that that should have been stretched out and then had a really impactful ending. I don't see that happening here. What, what Elton is going to eventually find out and then shoot Hope and kill her, or Hope is going to end up killing Elton or something? You know, it doesn't... No, it doesn't doesn't add up and then now that we're introducing these two characters which i assume if we go traditional walking uh dead standard they're both gonna die they're right this is it percy and, and the uncle they're not gonna be here long term I, I at least i don't think but who knows we'll see but regardless there you go people that was our, our really in-depth review rundown some people are asking what's going on with it and then this is the show this is what's going on with the world beyond it's it's all over the place it, they really haven't found their footing, and it's a shame. It's a shame because I was hoping at least by this point, halfway through, 
we would have a firm grip of what's going on and a, a firm connection with these characters. And the writing just does it, it isn't there for them, for any of them. All right, so we will see and you. And some of the acting. Yeah, and then the acting. But you know what? That's also, is it the actor's fault or is it just uh, the direction that they're giving? No, it's the actor's fault this time. Right, there we go. It's the acting's fault. All right, actors are whacking this too. All right, people, so we will see. Not all of them. Not all of them. We, just one of them. All right, just one of them. We know it's, uh, yeah, we know it's Iris. So at the we'll see you later on in the week for Fear the Walking Dead, which is a much better show. And, uh, yeah, have a good weekend, everybody. Peace. Don't get too stressed. Later.